Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Naked Professors podcast. This is a roundtable conversation uh, with Rick and Mason, two amazing men who both work as coaches now, but both, as you will have heard in the first one, both who had stories. They came from very different places, put it that way. Their story is very authentic. It's very real. It's very relatable. Uh, I certainly related just in listening to them and hearing actually their, their truth of how they lived in their past and why they live that way and it's that that we're really diving into this week this really filled me up you know i feel so lucky that i get to do this podcast because i don't know when you when you host a safe space and no one's distracted no one's doing anything we put our phones away and we just sit and we and we and the focus and the energy is on the conversation beautiful things unravel we've really got into it in this this particular part of the conversation uh we really dived into understanding why men behave how they how they do why did rick and, and mason behave how they did in their past even though it wasn't their truth even though it wasn't the man that they wanted to be and, and who they are today so why did they behave like they did in their past and i did too as well you know there's a, there's a lot of men who are lost right now the world teaches us to be that way in my opinion and whilst men are getting a a a, a, a what do I say a tough rap but we deserve it because we do behave that way but I also think it's really important that we look beneath that as well and try and understand why men behave as they do and that's the purpose for this conversation and that's what I've done here with with Rick and Mason and yeah I hope this conversation brings alive some understanding as the journey the journey that men go on it's really beautiful for me really impactful it really allowed me to see Mason and Rick and to understand them more deeply, understand what their drive was in being a man. I hope it does the same for you. I hope it's relatable. Uh, I hope it, it brings alive some, some more understanding, some more compassion for, for masculinity. Um, and with that, I hope we can become more one, that there can be more unity and across the world for us all, men and women as one, more respect and more love. That's my hope. I guess it sounds kind of cheesy, but I have a philosophy that says lean into the cheese these days. I don't want to avoid it. So yeah, there is a bit of cheese in this episode. Mason, Rick and I dive into love and and we we share ourselves. I hope that shines through. I hope you enjoy it. Over to Rick and Mason. Do both of you still see men who are kind of following your path almost whilst they might be kind of thinking they're smashing it in this field you know in rick's in rick's case they might be kind of like you know they're getting validation as, as you know as in rugby or in sport in some capacity and that you know they are the toughest guy no one messes with them and uh, mason in terms of being like perhaps the leader of the gang or you know getting into fighting and, and whatever being the leading sort of guy in, in, in the drug scene or whatever and, and thinking in some capacity or presenting this image that they are smashing it but you're able to kind of look and go yeah, but I see, I see a lost, I see a lost soul now, you know, in a different way because of your own experiences. Do you, do you see men like that? I don't know if, if either of you want to start, Rick. I guess back to you. I don't know. Do you see men in that capacity now around you? 
Yeah, I think you can understand it in a sense, the youngsters coming through, because you, you know, you you do, whether we like it or not, want to accept it. We are, na- at that age, we're navigating who we are in the world. So part of that is, I guess, part of the process. But we're, part of that process is your unawareness to needing strong male role models. And it's, what happens is, is that I think when I notice it is the, when you have unaware elder men that are in roles as role models for them younger men, I find it sometimes frustrating because I want to get hold of them men and be like, God, guys, we need to wake up. Do you know how much esteem that we're being held in? And these guys are looking at you and you're repeating a cycle. So I do see it. I do see it in the rugby, in the rug, in like ex-rugby guys I know, and even fathers that I've come across who are similar age to me. And it's like they wanna, they wanna let go. They wanna, you know, they wanna dip in to feel like we feel. But it's like, oh shit, I can't. Like, if I do, I don't know who I'm gonna find, and I'm scared of what everyone's gonna think of me. I can think of a couple of guys straight off the back of my head where I, I look at that and I'm like, God, I wish you just let go. You know, like. I go to the gym and a couple of them I bump into and if I like sit there and eat silly things like I might just come in for a day and do a gentle workout and they'll still come over and you can see that when we start everything's nice and soft and they still find it really weird because I'm quite touchy and like I, do, I love physical contact like I, I love cuddling I love like putting my hand on someone and stuff like that and a lot of guys are really uncomfortable with it but they loosen off and then if halfway through a workout they're like what are you doing I'm like I'm going to stop it there and straight away the guard come up, what? You're going to stop? Oh, you pussy. I'm like, we're 40 years old now. Like, come on. I've got a bit more self-love for myself than walking out of here on my knees, you know? And I know it's very simple, but for men, the, phys- the physical realm in violence, whether it's towards yourself or others, is almost like a barometer. That if you're not willing to put yourself through something disgusting or put that on someone else, then you're inferior and i guess for me like it is it is looking on and i'm i'm more concerned and get more frustrated at the guys who are our age that have gone through this and are now in them positions where they're coaching youngsters or mentoring youngsters and because they're unaware of themselves we've got another generation coming through we're going to go through what we went through and we can stop it but that comes down to a lot of awareness and like we've said like we are aware enough that we've done a lot of work personally on ourselves and not a lot of men are are open to that sort of discomfort at the moment it's a different way of being isn't it when you're living for validation as opposed to when you're living to be your truth right when you're living to be for validation like i've just heard from both of you and of course my path too as well but in different ways and nowhere near as powerful story like we, we do stuff that's just not true to our hearts it's just not true to who we are as a person but we get validation, we get acceptance, we get applause, we get the fist bumps, we get all the stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that feeds something. And for me, for me, it feeds ego, you know, and, and that, but that's short lived, right? It's short. It's an empty existence. As soon as it comes in, it's gone again. And then we need more of it. We need more of it. And where does that, where does that chase end? You know, you, you guys have both just told really powerful stories that those, that chase, you know, can end in pretty bad places. It's 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 a scratch that we can never itch, if you like, you know. And I just see it so often in, in so many men now, so many men having having been through it, not in a patronising way, but just it's just like like you say, Rick. I just want them to to, to let go because 
you can do everything. I know it's such a cliche, you can do everything, but if you're not in touch and you're not in tune with your truth, like for you two, your truth was very different to your reality. The way you're living is not who you really were. You can get all the validation, but if you don't feel it yourself, you're not really true to yourself, then it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. Uh, does it resonate to you too, Mason? I don't, are you seeing people? Yeah. Yeah. Um, luckily, not in my immediate social circle. Friend of friends and people, um, like using the gym as an example, I go back when I move back to London and see him powers, and I goes, oh, yeah, you're doing all that coaching motivational shit now, aren't you? I'm like, well, kind of, yeah. And then there's a year I've kind of been thinking about that or, you know, I'm going to start meditating or, and it's their, their way to try and communicate and try and find that middle ground. And then I'll just instantly share my story. I'll just hit it with a bomb. I'll say, yeah, mate, I was fucking sad. If something didn't change, I don't know where I would have ended up. You know, it was a struggle trying to keep up. And they'll be like, yeah, yeah. And I know that it's, I know it's getting to them. And then they'll share a kind of story, sort of like, oh, yeah, I broke up with a girlfriend. Or, do you get what I mean? So I know that um, it's there. In terms of, I kind of, I'm an optimist. So I'm thinking that all the youngsters coming in through their early 20s and beyond, this conversation, this is a conversation that's being had nowadays. Take us back 10 years, 20 years. It wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. If it was, it was so far away from what I was um, seeing. You know, so I am confident that these conversations are becoming more widespread and the youngsters are going to actually say, hold on, being myself is probably a bigger thing to do than for me to try and fit in. You know, because like what I was saying before, I always knew that I didn't want to be in the circle that I was in. I always felt uncomfortable, but it didn't stop me from doing the things that I felt forced to do. And I know that I'm not alone. I know that there's... If, if you used to ask a par, I think most men would say, yeah, there's times when they've just been doing things to fit in if they were to be honest and really kind of connect with their authentic selves. But, yeah, in saying that, like a, a good example, so I started meditating eight years ago and I was still going, I was still fighting in my gym and everything else, and everyone called me hippie. Right? And I was like, yeah, cool, sweet. Because I was still me, do you know what I mean? I'm still like a, a dude. He goes, oh, he's fucking hippie, you're going mad on us. Now, as, as um, on a stag do, um, not last year, the year before, one of my pals used to really get at me for it the most. He was swimming and he came up to me and goes, mate, talk to me about his meditation. And in my head, I was thinking, ah, <laughs> as a kid, he used to take the piss out of me. And I just spoke, I goes, yeah, mate, it's, it's a game changer, man. It just helps you um, get you in a better headspace to start your day and everything else. And, um, yeah, and it's nice because I'm actually starting to see the impact that I have had on my pals, you know, because they've seen me from literally the two extremes. The geezer dust has been out doing X amount of cocaine and fighting bouncers to now this guy meditating with monks in Java, you know, just so they, they've seen the transition. But not only that, I think they've noticed how more at peace I am, you know, how calm that I've become and. And it's an energy thing, right? You can't notice that. I can't remember the energy, the space that I was in. But I'm pretty sure that I was getting off some weird frequencies, man. I'm surprised I even had any mates. But, um, 
Yeah, so not so much, but I know that I know there are people still going through their shit. I don't know if you're going to be able to answer this question, but I'd love to try. Mason, what's what's going on with, let's say, a 15-year-old guy? Let's just take an example, make someone up. 15-year-old guy is living in a council estate. Um, he's pushing drugs. He's causing violence. He's causing damage. He's hurting people. There's all sorts of stuff going on that society says quite rightly is bad. You know, it's 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 it's, it's not it's not acceptable. It's bad, right? Can we just try and get a little bit into the into the mindset of what's going on? Because I'd love to, especially in terms of what Rick shared so much about validation. You know, in terms of like, ultimately for me, that is there is there a feeling of just feeling unsafe and like this voice in the head saying I've got to do this stuff because if I don't. I, I'm not safe. I'm not accepted. I don't want to put the words into your mouth, but can we try and get into that? Yeah, I'm actually, uh, last year I've done some work with some kids from the States. Like, it's literally not knowing there's anything else. And people can say, how can you not know? You see it on the TV. But yeah, that's on the TV. You see footballers, yeah, they're footballers. You see artists, yeah, they're artists. They're not me. You know, I'm here in this estate and... How I make money is by selling drugs to the crackheads. And this is how, this is what it is, you know? So from a very young age, they've kind of accepted that as their role. Once that's your identity, if you're not lucky enough, like I say, I'm lucky enough because I kind of felt I was out of place, even though that was my whole upbringing. I kind of feel grateful that I did have that. I know people that haven't, you know, I can't, I lost count of the amount of mates I buried before I was 21. That's fucked up. You know, that's that's not cool. And I know that there's there's an ignorance to the possibilities that are out there. And I don't want to start getting into all the like it's systematic. It really is. It's designed this way. It really it really is designed this way and until something happens from the top bottom, there's gonna be it's gonna need people like me and you guys to keep spreading these words and getting them into places where they need to be heard. Do you have sympathy? Like for a fifteen year old kid let's say who's caught up in this stuff how do you feel about them I, I get frustrated I get frustrated and sometimes I need to get off my high horse you know because when I was that age I was very much in the thick of it and if somebody came to me back then um, I would probably told them to jog on as well I don't know I don't know I'm just uh, I guess it, it frustrates me because I feel that there is a lot more opportunity now than what there was when I was growing up I mean, people don't take it, then. But on the same side, um, on the other side of the same coin, there are kids doing good stuff coming out. It's not all doom and gloom, um, what we're here to believe. But sympathy, I can understand it. It, it saddens me to know that, that um, the kids are going through that. Do I, do I blame the parents? Yeah. But it's, it's just a big conversation, isn't it? It's just a big conversation that could just take you in so many different directions, the cause, the roots, the solutions. You know, it's just one of those ones where sometimes I feel we have to pick our battles, you know, and we have to do what we can when we can do it. Because if we don't do that, we'll end up driving ourselves absolutely insane, trying to fight a fight that's difficult to win. I guess where, where I'm going with this, which was unintentional if I'm honest, but it, obviously in the world at the moment, men are getting quite a lot, not in the world, in the UK particularly, I don't know how it is in the world, but in the UK, men are under attack a little bit. And, you know, you understand that when the stats present, you know, how much damage men have caused and, you know, we, we the, the, the stats are the stats, you know, but I guess in just 
I hope in sitting in here and listening to the, to, to Rick your story and, and Mason your story, it's like there is not not that we can ever have have compassion for bad behavior but there are sometimes like mason you didn't choose to be a bad person oh, obviously you did make choices that made you do some bad things but you like there was no there was no education there was no you know you've clearly got a great heart you know sitting here you know you I, listening to you there's so much truth and honesty to you like there is in, in you rick and all, all of us you know who are doing doing the work you know we feel that and that's what's beautiful and brings us together but there was times when society led us unconsciously like we've just said like rick to you for you to, to be absolutely all about competition and beating the man around you being better than them you know whatever you had to take whether it's blood coming out of your nose to train no one will, will do better than you you know and, and obviously mason in, in everything that you went through, through through growing up that way but no one's looking at understanding and i know that for me it's timing rick and i know we spoke about you know we exchanged some messages about this that at the moment you know this is a different conversation but there is a lot of women's voices being heard and, and men are being under attack. But I hope just in, in showing these stories, there might be a bit, a little bit of understanding that it's, it's as men, we are showing a path of like challenging behaviors of what we've got to be, you know, whether it comes from our dad or society or the people around us, it's everywhere, you know, it's everywhere. And it's not as simple as each individual having a straight choice of being a good person almost i don't know rick what do you how, what do you feel no, but the first word that just came up in my head was destructive we we're so given a path of destruction like in every sense like destructive destructive emotions destructive actions destructive behaviors like there's the first one that popped up when you said about you know we are definitely given a path of why we follow what we follow and that was the first word that came up was just this, that instant insight. I mean, I've been part of that. You know, like I was in a relationship in my twenties, and I look back and I'm like, like, wow, are you saying that, Ben? And to know what, what you're alluding to, and I was like, shit. Like, I had one of the moments. Is like, God, I was not nice. Like, you know, because of the validation, I was in a relationship and and cheated and cheated and cheated. And when that relationship ended, like, I went to counselling and broke down because I did. I was like, who am I? Like, what? Am I? I remember distinctly saying to the counsellor. What kind of man am I that lies and cheats to another person that leaves them in, in a place where that she's probably not going to trust another man because of what I did? And I just remember what I, where I was in my life then. I just wanted drama all the time. That when I found peace, it was like, oh, shit, I need to find more drama. I need to go and, like, at the time, it was like, what else can I throw myself into to create some sort of, like, I don't know, some sort of throne that I can put myself on for people to look at, to, to validate. Who else can I sleep with? Who else can I, like, what other activity do I need to put myself in to, to create a busyness of just more destruction in my life? At the time, like, I don't know if we see it. Like, you, you know, you said that, Ben, like, we are given a very, very clear path by men before us, who probably men before them, of this, this, this fucking physical and emotional destructiveness and not only do we bring to ourselves, but to all those around us as well. Yeah, yeah that's that's what initially came up, mate. And also, something that's came up to me as well, like when you said the men before us, sort of like some people are giving men hard times right now, but it was the same men that built the map that they're living by for us as well. Do you get what I mean? It was the same men that kind of made the system the way it is for, for women, to make it difficult for women that we're living by. So we're all falling victims from the men before us, you know, about how equal, how people should be um, treated equally, what it means to be a man, 
the praise the man for the uh, the praise for the man, the praise for the woman. It was the same guys that have made us in this position now. So when you're talking about bringing women, I think women have, I think we both have a big play to support each other for what's going on. And if there is a men versus women thing, that's, again, that's coming from, like, I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, Ben, but um, there was one time just before lockdown, I was in the social environment and I was talking to someone, I was like, what do you do? I go, do I coach? I was like, oh, you know, I just coach men. Some woman goes, why are you just coaching men? Women have got so many things going on. Women have got this, blah, 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 blah. I goes, I hear you. I hear you. I'm not taking it away from you, but that's just not where I'm at. You know, because men, he goes, oh, but men's got it, men got it sorted. It's easy to be a man. It's easy to be. You think, okay, well, if that's how you are looking at life, looking at men, then it's kind of reinforcing the fact that men feel that they have to be strong because everybody thinks that all the other men are strong and they haven't got anything to worry about. And that's just not the truth. You know, if everybody thinks that it's easy to be a man, then when a man isn't finding it easy, he's going to be thinking, am I a man at all? Why am I finding this so difficult? Because everybody else is finding things easy. You know, so I feel that it's a, it's an old school narrative that's affecting both the men and the women in this day and age, that we need to do our best to kind of try and, I don't know, reinvent you know, like what I say, I'm a thing, redefine. Redefine what it means to be a man. You know, and, and what I, I like to um, say, I, I do honestly think there's strength and vulnerability. And being soft and being strong can coexist in the same person. And that's where a lot of guys fall short. Because if they say, do you know what, I'm sad, I'm struggling, I'm worrying about money, I'm worrying about my partner, I'm worried that instantly takes away from your masculinity when that's just not true. There's a lot to discuss, isn't there? There's a lot to discuss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
Hi, I'm Vernon Kay. And I'm Holly Mackay. And we're here to tell you about our brand new podcast, Parenting Past the Pandemic, brought to you by Aviva. Yes, we're going to be delving into a whole heap of parenting topics from the generational gap to online safety. And some of the big topics which have come up through the pandemic, such as helping to manage our kids' anxieties and how we can affect the world they'll grow into. Parenting Past the Pandemic. Find it wherever you found this podcast. What, what I do want to say is that I, I hear you, Mason, totally in terms of like, you know, we live in a society that, you know, want, wants men to bury their emotions at a young age. You know, unconsciously, we're shown that all the time, right? You know, I, I'm, as early as I, uh, as I can remember, I remember thinking, you know, I, I can't show emotions. It's That's not going to, there's going to be no acceptance, no validation for me. I'm not going to thrive as, as a boy if I'm going to be showing my emotions. Um, I always say it, but it was it was from as early as I can remember. It was, it was much cooler to be the tough guy, the bully, than it was to be the one who's bullied. Right? That was that was what I just saw naturally in society. If we're creating that that narrative, that that picture at that age, you know, good luck for when that same boy grows up at eighteen with that same story in place, thinking he can't be emotional. He's got to be strong and tough if he wants to thrive. And all these things, these stories that are already taking on at such a young age. That that we're, these are the formative years. This is when we're shaping who we are as a person. So we, it really starts for me. All at, the, at such a young age, we've got to shift everything at such a young age that boys can really embrace all of who they are, you know, and and they 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 can like whatever color it is they like. They can play with whatever thing they want to play. They can cry. They can laugh. They can do whatever it is that is inside of them in that moment. If we try and condition them to be the way that society does condition us at this stage, we are going to produce men who are going to cause violence and destruction and not know themselves and be lost to their values, uh, who are going to be disconnected from their hearts, disconnected from from natural human emotions. And I, I like it's a really hard conversation because I have huge compassion for so many women who have, have suffered at the hands of men who won't be able to sit and, and have this conversation that we're having right now. But I also have so much compassion, Rick, for the man that you were at, through your teenage years and in your early 20s and Mason for who you were as a teenage boy going through everything you went that was turning to drugs and seeing violence as the, as the, as the only way out. I, I have compassion for you in those spaces, even though you were causing damage. And even I did this, you know, I, I wasn't in, I was fortunate in my upbringing that I didn't see the same things that around me. So, and um, you know, my mum was always incredibly kind and compassionate. I had a solid family that did keep me, but I still did things wrong. I still made mistakes and I have compassion for myself that I made mistakes in that time then because I know that I'm a good, good at heart. And I I think every, I really truly believe this. You know, I did a talk in prison the year before last and I saw prisoners, but who had great hearts. They, They really did. And I'm not saying they didn't make mistakes, but I really do think that the thing with men right now is yeah we're making load of load of mistakes underneath it if we can get there and rick i know you've done men without masks and you would have seen this unravel in front of you as well like i I've, i have my involvement in it every man has got a heart when they're given the space you know i truly believe that it's just in society it's rare it's rare that we see it and that disconnection is is a really dangerous thing um it's hard to share that right now as i say because i know so it's very hard for people to to be able to look beyond the behavior that so many men share because it's caused so much pain. But it's, um, for me, it's, it's also an important conversation and that's why I'm really grateful to, to, to sit and be able to hear your stories and, and for people to be able to hear that.
I don't know if either of you want to expand on that or if, if, if we want to start talking about change. I, I think that leads quite nicely into change because it's sort of like when you said it, I was going to ask you, yeah, but how do we get there to the average man? How do we, how do we get there? How do we poke it? How do we get them to see what it is that they've got in there and how much value it adds to their lives? Because, yeah, the guys that reach out to us, they're already there. You know, they've already realised that, you know what, something needs to change because what I'm experiencing just isn't cool. But what about those that aren't seeing it? You know, what about those that are so knee deep in their man that they're finding it difficult to do anything else, do anything different, no matter how they feel? You know, I, I'm sure you guys must have spoke. You probably spoke to men that goes, this is just how it is. This is just how it is. It just is the way it is. And it's like, wow. Like, what do I do? What do we do? I think that's the question. I'd like to ask both of you. I want to tee this up for you, for Rick, if I can, because what, what I did hear you say there, Mason, is that when we are aware of our, of our pain or we're willing to accept it, now we've got a chance of changing it. You know, we, can heal, we can't heal, we can't feel, or we won't feel. And the, what I'm seeing in generally in most men is that's the last thing that they want to do is admit that they're in pain because that is weakness. And yet I think so many men are in pain, you know, on, on the inside. And that doesn't have to sound dramatic, you know, but ultimately what I'm saying with that is that they're disconnected to their truth and that, that's, it's like, that hurts internally. They might be able to tick all the boxes and they might be able to go and have all the fun, you know, present all the stuff, but inside, how's the relationship with themselves? And I, generally speaking, I think men don't have a great relationship with themselves, but it, they are able to paper over it with all the, with all the stuff. How do, you, how do you hear it, Rick? What do you think? I totally agree. Um, I think we've spoken about this before, Ben. I had the realisation about two months ago of the competition breeds disconnection, that you're never connected with yourself when you're constantly in competition mode or comparing. And, and I think for most men, most men will go, oh, you know, I'm not in competition. But then if we look at a life, it is like, hold on a minute, mate. You know, like the bigger car, the horses, the stables you're buying, you want to find your identity and you're using the excuse of, oh, well, I've invested in this, 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 and this. Really, we're getting back into this dick measuring contest. So we're creating a, an inward competition again, which means you're dis we're disconnecting again. I think, Mace, you said the question, how do we do it? It's, it's, it's such a broad, a broad subject is, is how do we do it? I mean, for us three, I generally believe that We've just got to keep sharing. We've got to be, keep being vulnerable. We've got to keep sharing the story. I don't think it's like a one a one thing that we do. I do sit there and believe that we have to allow other men to see the strength in our vulnerability, to see our softness, and that encourages that domino effect. You know, like you said, Mace, the guy in the soup when you were swimming was like, oh, tell me about this meditation stuff then. You know, Little things like that is what starts to create the bigness. I think, um, I don't know how many times people say to me, like, oh, Rick, you're into that hippie shit now. And it's like, no, it's not. You know, like, I'm just in connection with myself now. And I think, like you said, Mace, I really went down the route of, initially I tried to become that hippiness, that I'm not going to swear, I'm not going to be myself, I'm not going to, you know, like, call out bullshit. Because I was like, oh, no, people don't want to hear it. So I tried to mould myself into this man that was like all soft and, yeah, it's all good, you know, don't worry, everything's neutral. And then as soon as I changed it, it was like, do you know what? I am very affectionate and I'm very loving, but I think if men can be like, wow, I'm peace with myself, I can be 
loving and I can be what my definition of a, you know, I'm talking as in a third person, what my own definition of what a man is does have action taken, but it also has a softness and love. And as soon as I think we can help by portraying that, that it is all encompassing, it's all whole, we kind of inadvertently give permission for other men to put their hands up and go, oh, yes, like I'd like to get in contact with myself as well. <laughs> it's you true, know? it's true. And like what Ben said, is I'm um, talking about men realising that they're, well, it's going to be hard to heal if you don't realise you hurt. That's something I've got that on my WhatsApp. So that when everybody messages me, it says, um, how can you expect to heal if you don't, how do you expect to heal if you don't admit you're hurting? But then I think people have been so conditioned to not even know what the pain is. And I say, I, I used to do talks, I say, what, they say, what is the pain? I'm okay. I goes, no, mate, you're, you're, you're short-tempered. You're frustrated, you're stressed. You're constantly trying to busy yourself. You can't sit five minutes by yourself with your thoughts. You're in pain. You're hurting. That's what you want to change. Yeah, I'm just busy. I'm just like I'm just so no, 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 no. Look at it for what it is. You know, I always say that like your emotions, because how often are you happy? Uh, what do you mean? Like, well, life's not this. There's always an excuse. You know, by trying to I don't know how to say educate because it sounds condescending, but just try to bring awareness to what actually pain looks like, how it manifests in the day-to-day life. Because if you can say, mate, imagine a life when you didn't get pissed off that somebody just stepped on your toe and rushed out. Imagine a life when you didn't get frustrated when your kids were making noise. Well, you're going to at some point, but do you know what I mean? And I think it's just about bringing these everyday things that people have grown to accept of themselves as normal and realise, no, you don't have to have that. But it's trying to communicate that in a way where it's like, you know what, I don't want to feel like that anymore. Because too many people have accepted that. Like a guy caught me off guard a few years ago, a year ago. He, um, a physio, and I went to get a massage, get some work done. He goes, how are you? I go, yeah, yeah, I'm good. He goes, how are you on a scale of one to 10? I was like, oh, shit, today I'm probably about four, five. You know, so we've accepted being a four or five as being good. If life isn't terrible, then we say we're doing good. We've forgotten what it's like to be great. And it's not even on our agenda. It's not even a goal anymore. You know, how are you? Not bad. No, that's not what I want. I want you to be good. I want you to feel great. Why have you stopped trying to be that? You know, and again, it's something that we've all started to normalise. You ask those people, how are you? Yeah, not bad. How are things? Yeah, things all right. You know, but nobody really wants to connect with how they really feel. And as long as that keeps happening, no one's going to ever try to be better. I always say you don't have to be broken to be better. So that's another thing that I feel that it, it's the work that we've got to do. You know? Come on, mate. Like we just said there, was a, I wrote this on a post yesterday, was um, being broken. Like when people would say, oh, I'm not broken. So, well, they say I'm not broken or I am broken. No one's ever broken and no one can ever be fixed because we work perfectly to what came before us, you know? And, um, yeah, it's funny you say that because when I've run men's circles, I reach out and men say they want to get involved. They're like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not a victim. Like, I'm not down in the dumps. Like, do you know what I mean? And I'm not going through a hard time, so give someone else the space to, to take. And I'm like, no, it's not about that. It's about community. It's about, about cultivating like, and nurturing more of yourself. 
you don't have to be what you feel is a victim or go through a crap time. Like it's about being part of a community and being able to talk openly and, and make bonds and find a new way of being. I think men, we're so good at creating like disguises of avoidance, but we don't think we are. You know, we're masters at that. It's funny, if you said to, if you said to the men, oh yeah, we're going go to go to the pub and talk about stuff. But yeah, yeah, sweet. Oh, we're yeah. going to go to a, a house or thing and sit in a circle and just talk about stuff. It's like, oh, no, 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 fuck that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, what's going on, boys? So there we go. And I think that was such a beautiful, poignant end to hear Rick talk about how we aren't broken, you know, and how we don't need fixing. All of us have got beautiful resources inside of us. It's just a case of reconnecting to them reconnecting to our truth of who we really are. It's a really difficult path. It's, it's the hardest path that we go on. It's a path that Rick and Mason have, have gone on. It's a path that I've gone on, but most people don't. Um, it's not easy, I know. I know there's a lot of people who are trying as well and they're not yet managing to make the breakthroughs that Rick and Mason do. And I know that can be triggering as well. And I see you and I see you, those people who are trying and then trying and showing up. And it's really important I recognize that. And yeah i just anyone for me who's willing to show up and do the work that, that was discussed in this episode and previous episodes i just i have so much love and respect for you so thank you thank you for doing the work uh thank you for being the, the best that you can be in this moment and i see the journey you're on it's beautiful and to rick and mason thank you for for sharing this conversation with me thank you for sharing your journey thank you for, for allowing us all to see you and understand you more deeply and thank you to you all for listening, for giving us your time to tune into this. I think it's a really important time for us to share this conversation about men, masculinity, understanding men more deeply, perhaps looking a little bit more deeply at the, at the root cause rather than judging men for being bad. Why are we behaving badly? And I hope we have a little bit more understanding that that's the path that we're shown. Many of us pick up on anyway, after listening. Uh, next week we carry on uh, the theme continues and we dive deeper and we go more into this and it gets more beautiful and we wrap things up and we come to some conclusions so I hope you join us for the last one and then in the final week of April I'm going to be joined by another man to dive more into some of this stuff and look at the patriarchy so that will be coming then but in the meantime thank you if you'd like to rate, review, subscribe or follow as it is now I think on Apple then I'd be so grateful um, please tag me in if you if you do anything on social so it's, it fills me up to know that you're supporting that people are listening it makes it really worthwhile it really does to know that this is making an impact so yeah if you could do that that would be incredible for me to receive in the meantime thank you uh, we're not far from the end of lockdown now, so I hope um, everyone is ready in the UK and in London to be able to get a little bit of our lives back. And yeah, let's keep embracing compassion for the journey that we're all on at the moment. Sending lots of love and thank you so much for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.